hello out there, and we would like to welcome ourselves to your ear holes yet again. We're knocking. Please let us in. Hello. Do you hear that? That's us. We'd like to come in. And we have something special for you. So special. Super special. <laughs> what What makes it so special, do you ask? It's our 200th episode. <laughs> If that means anything, I don't know. It just means that we're lasting longer than we thought we would. <laughs> hey, 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 I never doubted us for a moment. Do you know the secret to not giving up? Not giving up? <gasps> that is indeed the secret. <laughs> and we have not given up for 200 episodes now. We have brought the dirty, the talk, the science, the sexy, the whimsical, the far out, the fantastic, to your ear holes, and we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Do we have another 200 episodes into us? Hell yes! Yeah? Are, 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 am I sensing doubt from my co-host? No doubt here whatsoever. We'll make Come it happen. Come on, put some pep in your step. Yes, you gotta here's, believe. here's the 200 more. Fuck yeah, and then 200 more after that. I mean, technically, this is the 200th episode of what started off as the Dirty Talk After Hours podcast. For those of you oh, who have been right. with us for the whole time, we used to have the regular podcasts. And then we did the Dirty Talk After Hours every week for the Patreon supporters, and then things changed, and this this just became the regular podcast. We were doing these very elaborate, ornate, once-a-month, heavily scripted accents, voices, dialogue, um, very elaborate. It we takes were. a lot of work. They were You were doing 40 or 50 hours of editing per episode? Or not, and just the scripts and just, just the, I loved yeah. it too. At some point, you know, when there's time, yeah. when, when <laughs> well, all the, that time, when the time that, gate opens up and allows me to come inside. Right. Also, please, me too, time gate, if you find one that's opening up, I would also like to join you on that journey. So now we do once a week, and there's not the scripts aren't as elaborate, but every once in a while we do special treats. I'm actually in the process of writing up a more elaborate script, so stay tuned for that. Yes. And uh, I believe you're working on something a little fancier down the pike as oh, well. I've got some ideas. Yeah, yeah, okay. In, 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 in the shoot. Yeah, so we do do this once a week. For those of you who have not joined us before, hey, hi there, welcome. This is T.C. Rollins. And Rain DeGray. We do record once a week, but half of them go to the general public. Like this one, our 200th episode is coming out to you, the general public, and the other half we post on the Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Dirty Talk Podcast. So You're only getting 50% of the Dirty Talk. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get total coverage, yes, go to the Patreon, Dirty Talk Podcast. I was going to say, it is difficult coming up with all the ideas when we used to do the longer episodes and like figure out what to do. And oftentimes, I don't know if you've noticed this before or not, but when you have a problem that you're focusing on, when you don't focus on the problem and you do something else, generally the solution to the problem comes to you. It's working in the background at yeah. all times. So if you're trying to figure out something and you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, or if you're hanging out in the shower, and not really paying attention, all of a sudden, bam, the solution, it will present itself. I've noticed that, yes. And scientists, in their quest for all knowledge, are looking at exactly why this is the case. Oh, I am not a scientist, but I have a theory. And what's your theory? My theory is that the human brain has multiple levels. Hmm. And there's what's happening like an in onion? the front. That, yes. Or a parfait. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yes, my brain's like a parfait. Or an artichoke. 
or indeed possibly like an artichoke. Or a cabbage. Probably, most likely. I'm just going to keep naming layered things. Okay, we're we're going to stop at cabbage. My brain is like a cabbage. Your brain soft. is like a cabbage. Right. It's soft and squishy and and gone slightly ripe. But nevertheless, there is some magic in that cabbage. Is what I'm saying is there's multiple layers of cabbage leaves, if mm. you will. Yeah. So there's the stuff that we're not even thinking about, the the breathing, the the sweating, the you know, muscles flexing that we don't necessarily have control over, like say the uh inner sphincter. We only have control over the outer sphincter. Mm-hmm. So there are all sorts of stuff that's happening that's running in the background. And then there's stuff that we're consciously aware of, but then there's subconscious stuff that's processing all the time just because we don't see it in the front doesn't mean it's not happening. Okay. That's my cabbage brain theory. Your brain is stuffed with cabbage. Yes. Well, scientists do want to figure out what's going on. And there is a recent study that has come out, which they call the shower effect. Mind wandering facilitates creative incubation during moderately engaging activities, (laughs) which in in itself is not a very (laughs) exciting read. And I did find myself mind wandering (laughs) while reading the article. I don't know if I got any excellent ideas. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy then? Possibly. But what they found is so that they tested people. They gave people either a brick or a paper clip. And they wanted them to come up with as many novel ideas as they possibly could to use the paper clip or the brick in some way that a paper clip or brick would not normally be used. After giving them either the brick or paper clip, they gave them a period of time to kind of sit and think about it. And during this time, they showed them one of two videos. The first video was of two men folding laundry, which is extremely engaging. Ooh, yeah, just crisp corners. You fold, you fold that laundry nice and tight, pack it together mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. The second video that they showed people was the clip from when Harry met Sally when Meg Ryan is faking the orgasm in the restaurant. I'm sure you've seen that. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes, I have. Yes, yes, Mm. yes, yes. Interestingly enough, after watching the two videos, they found the people that watched the orgasm clip came up with more creative ideas for the brick and the paperclip. So what you're saying is that it's not that exciting to fold laundry. It's well, some people might find it exciting. I'm sure that there's laundry folding competitions. I, I'm certain, but probably percentage wise of the human population, more people would find an orgasm stimulating than folding laundry. Possibly. What they found and what the, what the study was pointing to with this creative effect that it had that having a distraction has on us to create new novel ideas is you need to do something that is mildly engaging interesting but not so engaging that it requires all your mental faculties to concentrate on it this is why something like showering is a good tool when you're stuck creatively because it's mildly engaging you have to remember like okay i'm soaping myself up i'm doing whatever your shower routine is but it's Mm -hmm. not so engaging that it's requiring all your focus and allows your mind to wander so the more Mm -hmm. your mind is wandering in this way the more it's making these connections behind the scene to create the new Mm -hmm. novel ideas so if you're stuck on something like that's why oftentimes just going for a walk or something like that Mm -hmm. but if the thing that you're doing is too boring 
then your mind is going to disengage. Like if you're watching people oh, fold laundry. Like laundry. Okay. Myself, when I fold laundry, I can come up with some really good ideas <laughs> because it's mildly engaging. It's right. not terribly boring. But right. watching other people fold laundry or just sitting and watching paint dry is not going to be the idea generating machine you want it to be. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And I think this is why Nintendo has never come out with a laundry folding video game. Um, probably a small market for that. Small <laughs> and select. Possibly. Like you could either do it as a video game or you could actually fold laundry because it needs to be folded. In real life? It does. Laundry needs to be folded in real life. <sighs> but it's so much more fun when you do it virtually. Like everything is more fun. <laughs> it's when more you're fun when you when do I it When I go virtually. for a virtual walk online, it's so much more fun <laughs> than actually getting out of the house. Right. I have even more science for you. We do like science here on this podcast. We love the science. Actually, I have two more science things for you. Oh, so much science. So much science. They're both going to involve bones in some way. Okay. That's a so euphemism. The, the bones inside you right now are very wet. They are. Yeah, you're full of wet bones. It's true. And hopefully they will never be dry. They will at some point. Not unless I get composted. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Scientists have discovered a new drug that replicates the benefits of exercise on muscles and bones. Oh, my God. So what, you just sit there and take the drug and it's like you're exercising, but you're not moving at all? Possibly. Oh, wow. So this is, wow. From, this is from a new research paper called Simultaneous Augmentation of Muscle and Bone by Locum... Lo by locomomimentism through calcium PGC1-alpha signaling. So... Which in itself was a great article to read, I will oh, tell you. Yeah. If you guys Ooh. want a page turner, I recommend. Was it riveting? It was riveting. I was... I was my seat is wet currently after reading was, this article. Were your bones standing at attention? Yes. My, my bones are stiff after taking this drug. Wow. So we're... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So I, this, again, I'm telling you, we are living in my cyberpunk future. Mm -hmm. So this is a drug where you could get all the benefits of exercise while sitting on your ass watching videos of people folding laundry. Yes, possibly. Oh. Or, or playing virtual reality laundry folding video games. Oh, yeah, even more likely. Mm, why do the thing itself when you can watch somebody else do the thing or virtually pretend to do it through a computer? God damn. Okay, go on. I'm listening. Okay, there is going to be a benefit for this uh, they're primarily sure, you get in shape without having to move well That's they are they are saying as a caveat this drug isn't necessarily going to give you the six-pack abs that you're dreaming of that's what the people want is the six-pack abs without having to work for it but this is also just the start of the whole thing they're primarily gearing it towards people with osteoporosis or other locomotive disabilities with uh you know bone or muscle degradation as you get or older. Or people like me who need a six-pack. Or people like you who need six-pack and just want to sit around and inject stuff into you. Well, no, I'd also like to work out, but it would be nice to also have a little bit of an edge too. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure at some point in the future, as this technology grows, they will find ways that you could just sit there, grow muscle and bone. Wow. But through their experiments with this new drug, which they call LAMS for short, after locomotor and chemical backbone amininodobalase. I'm not even going to pronounce that. Lambs is easier. Lambs. Yes. 
uh, they've been testing it on mice and they have found after using it on the mice, the mice have been developing uh, stronger muscle cells and bone cells. And it's also inhibiting other what they call osteoclasts, which break down bone and lead to chronic disease like osteoporosis. So it's not only just hardening the bones and increasing muscle, it's also working against the natural processes in your body, which degrade bone. So these mice are turning into youthful Arnold Schwarzenegger mice. Yeah. yeah. They will pump you up. The ubermouse. Yes. Well, I mean, this, this just all goes to where humanity is heading. I don't know if I've talked about Yuval Harari on here before. Maybe I've mentioned him before. I'm a big fan of his stuff. And in his one of his last books was uh, Homo Deus. He talks about how now that we've started unlocking all these technologies, we're essentially trying to turn ourselves into gods by finding ways to live longer, of finding course. ways to biohack every part of our body like this, of course. a drug that just gives you muscles. People are also working on ways to hack sleep. I was reading an article just the other day because they were trying to find different chemicals that mimic the effects of sleep in your brain. So even if you might get two hours of sleep, if you take this chemical, it has the effect on your brain as if you've slept in full eight hours. So if you could just imagine 50 years in the future. I need that. Please. I need that now. <laughs> you want that drug now? Now. I want it right now. Well, I you're want have six to wait. packs and, and better sleep. Yeah. And everything yes. else. For my cabbage brain. I yeah. mean, we already have. We talked about the, the PT-141 a long time ago. You could eject it. It gives you a tan. It makes you horny. makes you lose weight. Yeah, that melanotan, what they were calling it melanotan, is out there. It's real. It makes you tan. It makes you horny. It makes you lose weight. So if you combine that with this muscle-growing drug and, and, you know, and, and, and don't have to sleep. Bones, and you don't have to sleep, you are a god. Think about that. I am thinking about it. I'd like that. Yes, This is please. what the children of the future have to look forward to. Gods. <laughs> we shall be gods. Or it'll kill us. Either way. Finally, one last science article for you. Okay. About bones. All right. It has been shown that pornography use and masturbation do not play a role in erectile dysfunction or relationship satisfaction in men. Interesting. That's what I always thought, but but you see all these irate articles, and my porn killed my boner, mm -hmm. and it's affected my relationship, and Jesus is judging me, and I'm a sinner. Um, and I, okay, go on. This is, elaborate. This is from another article called "Do Pornography Use and Masturbation Play a Role in Erectile Dysfunction and Relationship Satisfaction in Men?" <laughs> Well, there you go. Very clear. Published in the International Journal of Impotence Research, of course. Oh, what's very important of impotence I didn't research. realize there was a whole journal. I've got to start reading the, the impotence journal now. I'm in no way surprised that there's an entire journal dedicated to that. This is my not shocked face I'm wearing right now. What they did was they took men who are currently in relationships and this is, this is uh, 3,586 men with a mean age of 40.8 years. They studied them on their masturbation frequency, their pornography use, their erectile function and dysfunction, and the satisfaction of their relationships. According to all the data collected from this study, 
the frequency of pornography use was unrelated to either erectile functioning or erectile dysfunction, what they found did cause the most erectile dysfunction and relationship satisfaction issues were anxiety and depression, mm. the age of the individual, which, mm. of course, that happens. It's just biologic. Uh, having chronic medical condition, mm. a low sexual interest in general, and just a low relationship satisfaction. So there is no evidence whatsoever, even if these men increased their pornography use or increased their masturbation, it had no effect on their erectile dysfunction or the satisfaction they find in the relationship. So there you have it. Go forth. Watch Science. all the pornography you want. Masturbate all you want. Talk to your partner because it's really important to have high level of relationship satisfaction. If you're not having that, then of course it's going to affect the sex. Communication is the lube that prevents chafing. Mm -hmm. But watch all the porn you want, masturbate all you want, and have no fear that it will cause your little buddy to shrink and shy away at the moment of importance. It would only happen if you had guilt or anxiety or depression about mm -hmm. your masturbation mm -hmm. or porn use. Yeah, but as long as you have no guilt, fear, anxiety, or depression about it, it's not going to affect the little man. Mm -hmm. Science. Science. We have the data. I have some sciencey facts, and but they're they're coded like you would put a pill and cheese to feed to a dog. They're coded in animals. Are you ready for some more science, but animal based? I'm gonna have to choke down a pill coded in animals. The 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 information that I'm giving you is the pill. Okay. But it's coded in like you would put a pill in a cheese pocket to uh -huh. get it down. I'm giving you science, but it's science animals, see. Okay. Trying to trying to feel the metaphor here. All right. Let me have it. All right. It's quite clever. It's not my fault that you're not getting it. I know that our listeners are. It's I'm very sure clever. I'm sorry. You're a little slow on the uptake today, my friend. <laughs> Bring I me this animal-laced science pill. Okay. Okay. Prepare yourself. It's tasty, like cheese. Right. Oh, I love cheese. But it's not. It's cheese. an animal. You should just... <laughs> Yeah, I would rather have cheese. I used okay. to use peanut butter. For my dog, I would just give him pills. Look, all peanut right, butter. cunnilingus and bats. Bat all right. sex. All right. all right. Okay, are all you right. ready? Now, I'm in, now you have my, the my interest is peaked. The tastiness of bat oral sex. I don't know how tasty that is. To the bats it is. I'm sure. Don't don't be judging some bats. So we have I've never tried any bat poon. Yeah, well, you shouldn't because that's cross-species contamination. <laughs> that's how COVID you know it, happened. Then we would get another plague because <laughs> someone started licking bats and they should keep their tongue in their mouth. Yeah. We have covered oral sex before when it comes to animals. In fact, we had a whole piece about oral sex bonded spiders. Oh, yeah. I love the oral sex bonded spiders. Same, same. Uh, as it turns out, there is a species of fruit bat where oral sex is a huge part of... They started filming it because scientists. Mm. Scientists are there with their little lab coats and they got their clipboards and they're like, tongue goes where? I think it's just in human's nature to film animals having sex. <laughs> I don't know how many videos I've seen online of just animals. Whenever there's two animals having sex, people just whip out their phone. They're like, oh, look at that, honey. Those two animals are having sex just like people. They're just like people, honey. And just like people, they like to bring in some tongue action. Yeah. Now, s scientists have theorized there's a number of reasons why. Uh, first off, uh, it helps prolong the act. 
Hmm. So the longer that the act goes on, as opposed to a wham, bam, slam, thank you, ma'am, uh, increases the chances of uh, successful procreation. Okay. Uh, and also, if you're not having monogamous bats, where you're not, they are having sex with multiple other bats. Mm -hmm. The theory is that if you as a male bat go in ahead of time and tongue her, you are removing rival sperm. So are you sucking the sperm out? Well, they they haven't been able with their cameras to see how much inside the vaginal vault of the fruit <laughs> bat that the male fruit bat tongue goes. They don't have a bat vag cam? They, if they had, they would be deploying it. Mm -hmm. You know that. So yes, yeah. yeah, right in the article, they're like, okay, we can see that we can see the tongue. We don't know. So we're theorizing that it's it's scooping away and removing other competitors' sperm so that you can have your fruit bat sperm make the baby. Mm -hmm. But they don't they can't they don't know how deep in the tongue is going. Yet I'm sure that they are in the works to develop a fruit bat badge cam mm -hmm. so that they can see just how effective that tonguing action is. To the bat badge cam, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In, in addition to removing competitor sperm and helping keep the uh, act going on longer, they also theorize that it may help. Are you ready? I'm ready. This foreplay may help arouse and lubricate females. What? Who needs foreplay? What? What? So as it turns out that if you warm up the, the female bat oven, mm-hmm that you have a more successful chance of making some buns. Mm -hmm. It's very considerate of these bats. You go down and give them a little tongue action first. Now I'm going to talk about some animals that are significantly less considerate. Uh, okay. Yeah. So are you ready? Are you, are you sitting down? I have some shocking news. Is this going to be less cunnilingus? It's going to be less cunnilingus. Okay. Yeah, and more necrophilia. <sighs> Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have always thought that sea otters are super cute. They're mm -hmm. adorable. Oh, yeah. Like, you otter hang in there, and there's a little, you're rolling your eyes, but come oh, on. You know pun. the card. You otter hang oh. in there, and there's the there's this, this sea otter, and it's little holding its little paws with uh -huh. another sea otter, right? Oh, yeah. How cute can you get? Oh. It turns out that sea otters are bullies. They're necrophiliacs, they're murderous, and uh, they uh, engage in a fair amount of non-consensual sexy time activity, sometimes out of their own species. Sounds like dolphins to me. Right. That's mm. the thing. Mm. So we've covered- All we've these co sea mammals. They're just a bunch <laughs> of perverts. We've covered dolphins in the past, and I was shocked about the dolphins. And now I have to add otters to the roster of- treacherous, nefarious sea animals that uh, are not as nice as they look. Mm -hmm. Among other things that otters will do, male otters will find a mother and child otter, and the mother's trying to get food for her child. And the male will then start to bully or antagonize the child, and then the mother will drop the food that she's got for her kid to go try and help her baby. And then the male otter will be like, thank you very much. I'll take that. It's literally stealing candy from a baby if the candy was fish or clams, I guess. That's but, otter candy. 
otter candy, right? So if you're a poor female sea otter trying to feed your young and a male otter can come on and bully your child until it gets the food, mm-hmm. not not to be trusted. Also, also these sea otters, I I have to report, uh, their sexy time is very uh, vicious. They do uh, biting. So the male otter, in order to hold on to the female otter, will uh, bite and he can uh, grip with his ottery teeth so sharp that he can disfigure and scar female otters. Mm. In fact, uh, I don't understand the evolutionary advantage to this. There should always be an evolutionary advantage. There isn't things that should take away from uh, passing on to the next generation. Yeah. But sea otter sex is so violent that uh, it has a fairly high mortality rate for the female otters. Really? Yeah, that is interesting because you would think that, there's no yeah, there's, it, there's no advantage there's, to it. But I'll have to think on that. I'll have to take a shower and ponder that. According to a scientific study, because we do live scientific studies around mm-hmm. here, around 11% of sea otters found dead in the California coast from 1998 to 2001 were killed and leased in part by trauma associated with mating. Hmm. So if you have a a mating reproductive cycle that's so traumatic that it's killing over 10% of the female otters that engage in it. It's like, what is the benefit there? It, it doesn't, if, if you're going to go have sexy times with someone and one in 10 times, you're not going to make it through as a female sea otter. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm not super sold on this. That's some heavy dice to roll. Yeah. And not only that, but male sea otters are so aggressive that they can uh, attack and force non-consensual sexy times on other species so aggressively that uh, they will end up unaliving the other species. (laughs) Is that a new verb? Are you coining a new verb? Unalive? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not a new verb. It's there is increasing censorship. As anyone who follows me on social media or knows the stuff I talk about. Uh, one of my great concerns is how much censorship there is. I'm censoring myself in this podcast. There are words I want to use other than unconsensual sexy times or unaliving something. Okay. And um, we're trying not to trigger people. There's more sensitivity readers. There's, there's just more censorship. And uh, unalive is a more acceptable way to say. Uh, Raped to death. Yes, I said it, not you. You said it. They not can me. come. They'll, they'll come for me. They can. They can come. Pitchforks and torches. <laughs> bring it on. That's, yeah, that's what I was trying to avoid saying. Thank you for throwing yourself on that grenade. You're welcome. Uh, let's uh, let's do some palate cleansing and um, move on to uh, sexual assault. <laughs> the hits just keep on coming. So the good news is: is this otters and sexual assault? Not anymore. No, we've moved on to dogs. We're still doing animals. Okay. As it turns out, a police department in England wanting to catch those pervs and those uh, those creeps now has a new weapon in their hunt to track down the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And that weapon is a one-year-old yellow Labrador who has been trained to sift out even microscopic amounts of seminal fluid. 
Interesting. So if you are a teenage new, boy, this dog is going to be barking at you incessantly. It's got, it's got its eye on you. So every it, every boy that goes by, they're like that boy. It's got semen. Yeah, oh him. Only well, you just have to not be committing any crimes. Okay. You got to just keep your semen where it belongs. Not and a not, crime to be a teenage boy who masturbates nonstop. Absolutely not. I was but there. Is, Believe me, it's it not is a crime. crime if you make your nonstop masturbation someone else's problem. Yes. Once the pooch can identify that scent, that piece of material or vegetation can be sent away and the extracted DNA can be profiled. So basically where the human eye would be like, I don't see any semen here. Mm. You would get Wonder Dog, the semen sniffing pooch, who would use its super sniffer and be like, you might not with your weak human eyes and your cabbage brain be able to identify the semen that is like scattered like cake frosting all over this crime scene but i can Mm -hmm. so the dog will alert where it is and then you can extract out the dna and put the bad guys away so let that be a warning to you bad guys keep your semen to yourself do not make it someone else's problem unless they consent Mm -hmm. because these dogs can smell your semen and smell your fear consent and and your and your ejaculate consent is key just like communication is the lubrication. That's why I never ejaculate without consent. I always make sure I get written permission first. Do you get it notarized? Triplicate, yeah. Is there a lawyer involved? There is. Several mimes as well. Excellent. That sounds elaborate. My sex life is elaborate. <laughs> I'll go into greater detail at some point. Okay. Noted. Uh, speaking of elaborate sex lives, I have one last thing. This is an animal-based. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a, a hard right turn from science and animals. Science wrapped into the carcass of an animal. Yes. <laughs> Folded gingerly into animal with, sheath. Okay. With no cheese. Wow, you're really not going to let this one go. Okay, it worked for me. It works. It works. Right in. Yeah. Send us letters. How do you think? Was it an apt metaphor? <laughs> I Well, we can see where your opinion is on that one. Pish. All right. Let the listeners decide. Okay. We, uh, if if my cheese metaphor animal wrapped pill thing did not work for you, do let us know and I'll never do it again. And I'm sure it'll make my co-host here extremely happy. I'm starting to rub my nipples as we speak. <laughs> yes, I can tell. Goddamn. All right. This last one is a, a slightly longer piece that I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, I find uh, humans fascinating. And... What are the two most important things in the world? Um, sex and money. Ah, yes. You know it. A nice fine aged cheese (laughs) with a pill inside. Uh, Is the pill going to make my bones stronger (laughs) and give me abs and let me function well on little amounts of sleep? Because I want that pill. The super drug? I I would like that very much. The small smattering of ecstasy mixed in. Gimme, gimme. No, we don't have that. That pill's not here. That's not what I'm focusing on. We're focusing on sex and money. Okay. Money is very potent and powerful aphrodisiac. Mm -hmm. Money and sex are irrevocably tied. And of all the fetishes that I have explored out there, one that I have not explored that I wasn't really even necessarily sure happened as much as people talked about it was financial domination mm-hmm. now in in my opinion do you want for and, anybody who doesn't know do you want to elaborate on what that is 
Oh, yes, sure. If you do not know what financial domination is. You never assume. Based, well, we never assume. That's correct. We could have first-time listeners. What is, what is this? It is a fetish where you give your hard-earned money away to a hot chick. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the whole. You just give the money away without receiving anything in return except for the sexual satisfaction of giving your money to some hot girl. Yes. Okay. A hot woman, not girls. Sorry, we, we woman. Do, no, no, no. Hot women. Mature, of fully age. developed, post-pubescent yes. lady. Correct. Just to be clear. Right. And I thought it, it, it sounded like, where's what? Okay, that's the whole thing. And I've gone onto some weird parts of Twitter. Uh-huh. And I have seen all sorts of parts of Twitter where these, I'm a financial dom and you're a pay piggy and I'm not even going to talk to you and give me money and I'm going to ignore you and who's going to pay for my manicure and who's going to pay for my meal. And I, I, I didn't think that it really happened that much. It seemed more like a fantasy. I'm like, where are these dudes giving away this money? It seemed like there were a lot more women saying, that's right, I'm a financial dominatrix and you're a pathetic pig and I'm going to ignore you. Now pay for my pedicure. And I'm like, who who takes these women up on these offers? I've got one question. Hmm. How do I get in on this racket? Um. Well, uh, I, I think that- I mean, having... I want to be the paid- to well, it would men. help. To, do you have a really impressive rack? I can, and do you have a vagina? They could buy me one. <clears throat> That's what I need the money for. Well, um, I mean, I, not for myself, but for somebody else. Give me the money, and I will pay for an impressive rack and a very nice vagina. Okay. Uh, well, good luck with that. Um, I, there are articles online that will give you suggestions and tips on how to craft your financial dominatrix empire. Okay. Um, I'm rooting for you. Uh, I've never explored it because it just, it didn't seem particularly realistic. Mm -hmm. It turns out I'm very much in the wrong and I should have been a little bit more cognizant of just how potent and powerful money is. Mm -hmm. Money makes the world go round. Money makes your girl get down to quote the great Tommy Cash. (laughs) Oh God, love me some Tommy Cash. You gotta cross your, you gotta cross yourself, amen. So yeah, let it be yeah, written, so yeah. let it be done. Yes, so let it be written, so let it be done. As above, so down, down below. Down, down below. <laughs> Downtown. And I, you know, having, you know, I'm, I'm not the most mercenary person when it comes to finances. I'm kind, I'm not a hardcore capitalist who's all about making the bag, which mm-hmm. is why I didn't really get into exploring this fetish, but. The, the what money stands for, the representation of money is where the potency of it is. That's where the potency of the fetish is. Mm-hmm. I've worked so hard for this money. This money is the lubrication of the world we live in. This money counts for power and essence. And there is a huge dopamine thrill and fetish for these dudes to they will do meetups. I see. I saw women all the time advertising for meetups, and you basically there's the hot chick. She's there at a at a coffee shop, and you walk in with your envelope or your wad of cash, and you put it on the table, and then you walk out, and that's it. That's the entire exchange. She doesn't even look at you or acknowledge you, and you're just like here, here's here's my money, and and you walk away. That's the meetup. You scurry away like a cockroach. 
Well, yes. So as it, it turns out, I, well, I ended up doing a little bit more research into this fetish. And the majority of people that engage in this fetish are not, in fact, very wealthy men. They are very middle class to lower class men who have to put together a budget. And it's called rinsing, where you rinse a pay pig. Rinsing is to take the money from them. Mm-hmm. And these men are so into the fetish that they put aside a budget. So it's like if you're making your minimum wage job, these men will go without coffee or they will skip a meal. They will do anything to set aside this budget. And like I have $400 a month that I can use for rinsing and it becomes addictive. It's like gambling with a decent amount of money if you're working a minimum wage job. These, well, that's Indeed. But what's happening is because they're giving as much of, of their paycheck as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm not going to buy video games. I'm not going to buy cigarettes. I'm really not going to want give- that laundry folding video game. They, but they, I will deny myself. No, you will deny yourself the laundry folding video game. We'll scrape together every penny. Now, what's happened is as rents have gone up and food has gone up and the co- price of gas has gone up, Men who have made this, this rinsing fetish part of their budget, and this is what they do every month, are no longer able to engage in it. And it's actually really saddening the men who are like, but this was my favorite thing. My favorite thing was scrimping my pennies, and now I can't indulge in my fetish, which is giving away cash to hot chicks who don't look at me or speak to me. Mm. So the the economy is affecting everyone, even financial dominatrixes and pay pigs. It's hard for everyone out there. Had I known that this was really this much of a legitimate fetish that that many people did, I thought it was more women like, "Is who's going to give me money? And then a bunch of time wasters who were like, yes, mistress, I'll give you money. And they would talk about it, but never do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was these women like endlessly online looking for these pay pigs and when you deal with male submissives or uh, they do spend a lot of time trying to get the services for free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is too good to be true. It turns out it wasn't too good to be true. I should have believed in myself. I could sit in knee-high boots and fishnet stockings and my cleavage yanked up to the ceiling and be idly sipping a cup of coffee and men could come in and humbly put an envelope on the counter and then walk away. While you and that, just blithely while I ignored, ignore them. While I ignore them and hang on, hung out on my phone. Nice. So I, that was a whole fetish I didn't explore because I didn't believe it. But it turns out it's indeed a very legitimate fetish that people do engage in because of the sexy, potent power of cash and exactly what it represents. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, climate change and the economy and inflation is making it harder to give away your hard-earned shekels to hot and different women who ignore you. Thanks, Obama. Is what? It's not Obama's fault. Everything's not Obama. Everything. Thanks, Obama. Yes. Well, some people Obama. would say that. Uh, let it be clear that I disagree with my co-host and that he's a brat. I disagree with myself. It's I know a... you disagree with yourself. You're such a brat. It's a joke. This was, uh, haha. Uh, this, he's been out of office for so long. It can't be his fault anymore. Everything. It's someone's fault. fault. Everything is his fault. It's everything's your fault. It's also my fault. Uh, this was the magic, the magic 200th episode of We brought Obama. the magic for 200. If you're still listening, you're still with us. <laughs> Thanks for, for being here. 200 more to go. 
at least. Uh, I have so, a slightly more elaborate piece that's in the works. Stay tuned for that. And I believe that you're working on a few things as well. Yeah. Uh, I cannot believe that we made it to 200. Here's the secret, folks. Don't stop. Don't quit. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. If you just, don't give up, you just don't give up. Just don't give up. In the, in the immortal words of Shia LaBeouf, just do just it. Just do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Just, 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 just do it. Just, just do it. Before we, we do go and you give your jaunty ah, salute, I do want ah. to say to these people out there, if there's anybody out there that just wants to give us money and have us completely <laughs> ignore you and not acknowledge you in any way whatsoever, please. Dirty Talk Podcast <laughs> Patreon, patreon.com backslash Dirty Talk Podcast. Give us money. We will continue to not engage with you whatsoever if that is what you want. <laughs> I mean, sure, if it makes you happy, yes. Mm, right, checks Indeed. out to cash. <laughs> right, well, we'll see. I will keep an eye on the P.O. Box. Excellent. All right, well, uh, let's uh, get another 200 in the bag. We will catch you next week. Oh, no, that's not true. Only the special Only the Patreons. special Patreon supporters yeah. who give us we'll... the monies, the sweet, sweet cheddar. <laughs> we will catch you the week after that unless you're a special Patreon supporter, in which case we're coming at your ear holes hot and hard next week. Until then, rain to gray over and out. Do you have a very special 200th episode jaunty salute for these fine people? Yeah, it's... Or just, uh, oh, a yes. three-fingered salute? Not just a oh. two-fingered salute? You're going three oh. fingers deep? Three. It's three deep. It's three deep this time because it's special. That's how jaunty it is. Wow. Yeah. For it'll one day there'll be a four finger salute. Oh. We're, we're not there yet. Oh, we gotta that's work that a, four finger in there very, very carefully. That's just a teaser. All right. Three hot and hard coming at you. Over and out. Boom. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>